0: And welcome back to another episode, on time episode, of the Broom Boys with Buddy and Guy. I'm Guy. I'm Buddy. And this episode is brought to you by the letters T, H, and C. Oh,
1: happy 420, you fucking pothead. And all you fucking potheads out there.
0: I love. It's a wonderful day. It's a wonderful day. So, okay. Oh, it's also
1: Hitler's birthday, by
0: the way, in case you fucking forgot. (sighs) You know, you gotta make the... uh, Yeah, actually, I did. The fucker doesn't need that kind of remembrance it's on his birthday. Fuck his birthday. The it's a weird. Gu- it's kind the of only weird day I want to remember about right? Hitler though is the only day I want to remember is the day he was that he got killed. That the day he died, that is the good day. The day he was born, well, fuck it. We're going we're going to do something good on that goddamn day and then smoke a bunch of weed and not fucking remember it was his goddamn birthday.
1: Right, right. Yeah, no. I'm just I I'm watching a documentary series that aired mm-hmm. from 2015 to 2018. Right now, called Hunting Hitler, oh. where they believe Hitler may have actually escaped to South America after World War II, and so they're they're investigating it. It's really fascinating shit, um, and scary shit at the same time. But it's really fascinating. So yeah,
0: there were a lot of Germans that fucking that did. Oh, a lot, South America. a lot of Nazis, not just Germans, not a Germans, lot excuse me, uh, it's Nazis, a Nazis, lot of straight up
1: Nazis. Nazis made it to South America.
0: Yeah. Word. Um, Have you it's, seen it's I, scary? Yeah, there was I was even watching another one. Uh, some uh, I, I don't know. I can't say it was Nazi, but he was uh, a German or some kind of secret agent that ends up down. I want to say Brazil or something, but it's this he's he's wrote this myth about this lost city that doesn't exist. And like, he's taken people out on these huge, like whatever searches for it. And they all end up dying and mysteriously vanishing. Yeah.
1: I've never heard of this. Okay.
0: Yeah. I I'll have to look it up a little bit more. I'll find it for you. It was, it's, it's crazy, crazy shit. Anyway, sorry, but yeah, fuck it. Fuck him. Well, well, yeah, so
1: we're, but we're fucking here to talk Star Wars, not not anything else, right? Word. Um, Hell how, yeah. How are you doing with? Uh, we got with, some... with COVID nineteen. How you doing with COVID nineteen, real quick?
0: Hmm. You know, not bad. My my biggest issue is is like I've always said this whole time we've been doing this is my goddamn allergies, dude. Ah, uh, it warmed up here, like just hit like right around you know just high 60s like barely low 70s and everything bloomed and the pollen just came out the cottonwood everything just fucking just dropped all the pollen just in my face and next thing i know it's like my asthma kicked up i'm like going i'm clearing my throat fucking all night long or it's really my throat it's like (laughs) um But God, it's like, I just, it's, maybe it's I'm OCD, Um, but yeah, it's just, it don't, doesn't stop. So eh, that's the worst of what's going on for me, but I go through that like every year. So you don't have COVID? No, no. (laughs) I mean, I don't have a fever or any of the other symptoms. Maybe, maybe I have this, you know, maybe it's COVID, right? And like this year... This year it's COVID, but all the years before and all next year and the years after it will be allergies again. So right now, I mean, you know, I, we, I, I have not come in contact with anybody that has had it or there's. But I've you're
1: not, uh, you're working from home, right? You're on lockdown. Yeah.
0: Oh, I, yeah, I've been pretty much isolated <laughs> for, for the most part for years. It's it's one of those things about working from home. Yeah, Uh, well, I
1: mean, I'm still venturing out into the world every weekday.
0: Yeah, yeah. That see, it would. That's that's my wife. She does that too. It's sort of like it's it's a different experience. But I and hats off to all you all that are doing it. I'm the Uh, the essentials. Yeah, or the expendables. I don't know. uh, Right, Stallone and everybody,
1: and everybody. Stallone, everybody. yeah. Randy Couture. Yeah. So anyway, no, we're uh our cases are continuing to grow here in Pennsylvania and we're tightening the restrictions even further starting eight PM tomorrow night.
0: Damn. Yeah, I Washington has numbers have creeped. Just that we've grown, but just they ultimately just have creeped. But I a lot of it has to do with the fact that we have been doing the stay at home order as long as we have and that being pushed has obviously had an effect. Uh, but people are getting really, they're getting antsy. I, and I, I get it because I, I was totally there after a certain amount of time of when I first started working from home and doing that. You, you stop, you're going out starts to become because you planned it or you got to run to the store or run an errand or something like that. It's, it's not because you're going to work. You don't have a reason to really go out unless you need something or want to do something.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's nothing much to do. Everything's pretty much closed and will be for the next little bit. Although there are whispers of things reopening and things happening. Uh, You know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm built to stay at home. Honestly, like I wouldn't, I think I would last a lot longer than other people, but I'm, I've always been more of a homebody. It's kind of my dream to have a job that I could do from my house and not ever have to put on pants again, but, you know. That's why we're trying to podcast, right? You don't need pants absolutely.
0: To that would be that would be the dream right there. And and I can guarantee people if you want us never to put on pants again, like you should support our dream.
1: Yeah, just listen, just listen, and and tell your and friends. tell people, because I don't want to wear pants. Force them, buddy. To listen. Buddy doesn't want to wear pants.
0: Guy doesn't wear pants half the time. Already. There you go. I don't want to wear them the other half of the time.
1: <laughs> well, so so that was a little bit of non-Star Wars news. We're gonna we'll launch into the into the actual Star Wars news right here. Uh, oh, pants uh, he, off
0: with Buddy and Guy. That's ooh,
1: right. we're that's trademarked. Nobody steal that. That's our next podcast name. Um, <laughs> so oh, we, that's, have, that's we have we have a lot of we have a lot of rumors instead of instead of straight up news. But there is a little straight up news, and then there's some contradictory stuff that has come down the line since we last gathered. My mm-hmm. apologies for the last episode. I was having all kinds of technical issues. Um, so hats off to – or pants off to Guy for carrying the load. <laughs> and that That's beautiful. No I love that. That's right. Okay. So here we go. Rumors. I've got three potential live-action, probably Disney Plus rumors. So They are looking at doing a live-action Thrawn show for Disney Plus. Cool. He deserves it. He's an awesome character. Hopefully, they get somebody excellent, <laughs> Favreau, um, to um, to do the to do the work on it. Um, if I it's actually even true, if it's actually even true, what's your question?
0: Because was it Thrawn's not dead, right? He got uh, lost in space with what's his butt Ezra, at the end of Rebels.
1: Yes, in in the old EU Thrawn is dead, but since that got chucked into the dumpster with a lot of the other great Star Wars stories, um, yes, he is his whereabouts are unknown.
0: Hmm. So that would be I mean, you might still get that death of the character, but epic it could be. Mm-hmm. See, what mm-hmm. mm-hmm. See what I did there? See what never mind. I heard what you did. I heard what you did.
1: Oh. Uh, Okay, so next rumor. Hayden Christensen, Anakin Skywalker himself, is rumored to be returning to play Darth Vader in a live-action series.
0: You know, we've talked about this, and you've gotten me excited about this. I wasn't at first.
1: I mean... The only Darth Vader show I want to see is Darth Vader being a badass and just murking motherfuckers. The last minute of Rogue One, where he's chopping his way through all those soldiers, was the most badass Darth Vader we've ever seen. If we get a whole show like that, it could be fucking awesome.
0: And that I can totally get behind. Like, that, that gives me definite wood, like, kind of what we just experienced, but we'll get there, what we experience just now not the vader giving me wood um
1: you talking about the pants off thing again
0: i I can't let it go okay
1: all right well i mean you you hold on to it we'll get through the news we'll get through this together uh and then and then we've got a potential return of samuel l jackson to play mace windu in a live action series uh, so again, kind of the same rule as Darth Vader is: if we get to see Mace Windu being badass. Mace Windu, all fucking for it. Mm-hmm.
0: Especially with this, the CG, the CGI that they gotta do to de-age him. I mean, they've done it for a whole movie at this point in time. It can't be difficult for them to do it for a show. And Samuel Jackson, he's badass enough to fucking pull it, dude.
1: Yeah, so yeah, I'm wondering if they can just pull the stuff that they did for Captain Marvel and just have it, like, just basically use that over again. I don't know how that shit works. Smarter people than me know how that shit works. So maybe if one of them is listening, they can sound off and fill us in. Uh,
0: Would be awesome to know.
1: So then, now we're going to get to the part of the news that is maybe a wee bit confusing. So a couple weeks ago we brought you the story that Rosario Dawson is playing Ahsoka in Mandalorian Season 2. There was a rumor that broke that Rosario will be playing Ahsoka in multiple live-action series. And then not even a day later, Variety magazine interviewed Rosario Dawson, where she had this to say... Nothing has been finalized yet when it comes to her playing Ahsoka Tano. She wants to be in the Star Trek and Star Wars universe. She says if she does that, she'll just retire. Um, but there is no confirmation yet as regards to her casting. But when that happens, this, these are her words now. I will be very happy. I'm very excited for that to be confirmed at some point. If it does happen, she says, it would be a million and one percent because of the fans. (sighs) She can neither confirm nor deny is kind of what I'm taking away from that.
0: But that sounds like a studio thing. That sounds like she's already done everything, but they haven't. It's not a formal announcement hasn't been made and she's not at liberty to say anything. And so I really, I mean, because filming's done on it, right?
1: That was what we were, or what we read. That was the story I read. Is that principal photography for *Mandalorian* season two had
0: been done already? So unless they cut like literally a huge amount from of her from an episode, or and completely refilm it, I mean, she's gotta have filmed it. She knows if she has. I don't
1: know. I don't know. But the the news of her casting has been reported and repeated on many, many different uh, news sources and podcasts. So I'm not quite sure what to make of that article uh, other than to take it at face value. But I mean, it seems it seems like uh, Variety was like, so how is it playing Ahsoka? And she was like, I can't tell you. I can't say anything wink wink you know sort but of thing I don't know.
0: She didn't go all Tom Holland on it.
1: Right. She like she didn't say anything great about it but she also didn't say, "Oh, I haven't done that."
0: Right? So Tom I, Holland, you know what Tom Holland has a to typically uh, does, right?
1: he's a spoiler kid and he does yeah he just straight d- up he gives, gives
0: everything away he's like he's not allowed to do <laughs> interviews before movies or at least I saw I think I saw something or Amy was saying something about that I was just and it which made me chuckle because that'd be me i I can't I'm not a I'm I'm so bad with spoilers it's like I also take them easily and readily I'm oh like, yeah because i
1: much. I typically see the movies uh for everything before you do and then I always text you you're one in fact you might be my first text and uh i'm like okay dude i saw this do you want to know and you're like yes and i said and then i give you three chances to back away from your yes i said have i ever and no you've never have you've never backed away from the yes on the spoilers
0: And has it ever uh, ruined it for me
1: uh i don't know you'll have to answer that no i don't think so i don't feel like it has
0: I've always gone. I've always seen the movies. I've always had my, you know, we, we both have our own opinions on great high moments, low moments, all those different things. But the nice part is we generally agree whether, even if it's for different reasons. Um, that's why I think that, that is happy for me. Um, but although I
1: like, I will, I will say on occasion when giving you spoilers, I have held stuff back. That was so big and cool you deserved to see it as a virgin. Like, True. You deserve to not have it spoiled.
0: And I can only appreciate that because there, I can, I, I do. I know the moments. It's like, there have been moments where I've gone, Oh damn, you didn't tell me that. And it's like, and I was like, and I don't even actually say that because obviously I'm, I'm not dumb enough to be like, well, why the fuck didn't you tell me? I know why. Cause it was fucking awesome. And I, and that wasn't that. Hmm. Those moments. Those just like, moments. just like the freaking uh the show today, but we'll get there. I keep we're, going. We're back back almost to that. there. I'm so excited We are excited almost about it.
1: there. We are almost oh. there, my friend. We are almost there. And in case you haven't any clue what we're talking about, the first of the last four episodes of the Clone Wars animated series debuted yesterday on Disney Plus, beginning the siege of Mandalore. And if you watched it, and I hope you did. I don't know why you're listening to us if you didn't. Holy pause it. Fuck. Go watch
0: it. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, pause it. Do it.
1: Go watch it. Come back. Uh, Holy shit. But the last bit of news that I have, and I know you have a little something for us, too, mm-hmm. uh, is we know that Cassian Andor is going to be getting his own show. Cassian Andor from the movie Rogue One. Of course, we saw him die with Jen Erso uh, at the end of the movie, but he's getting his own show prequel to Rogue One. Awesome. All spoiled that. Dude, if they haven't seen Rogue One, they're not. (laughs) Just fuck off. Just fuck off.
0: I mean, seriously.
1: Sorry. Okay. And didn't we just five (laughs) minutes ago talk about badass Darth Vader at the end of Rogue One? Where is your spoiler shit for that, huh? 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 um, Fuck off.
0: (laughs) All right. right, So, anyway, back to
1: Cassie and Andor. uh, We are two. Casting—it sounds like it's confirmed. Two confirmed uh-huh. castings of Mister <laughs> Stellan fucking Scarsgard and somebody named Kyle Solar. Scarsgard. I, I don't know who Kyle Solar is, but I am a massive Scarsgard fan, so oh, yeah. I'm very fucking excited. And if you don't know who Stellan Scarsgard is, I promise you, you know who he is. <laughs> Right, he's been in so many goddamn movies. He's been in movies forever, and he's just a legendary actor. Um, I mean, he's been in how many of the Marvel movies? One, two, three, four, five—at least five Five. of the Marvel movies.
0: Um, That's the Professor. I mean, he was in Thor, Avengers, Avengers Two, Thor,
1: Thor, Thor One, Thor Two, Avengers, and he was uh, Captain
0: America. Which wasn't he in mm -hmm. one of those?
1: No, he wasn't in no. that one, but yeah, he was god. briefly in in the in Avengers too. Um, okay. Doctor Selvig, Eric Selvig, Um yeah, you you know who he is, and he was like, oh god, what else has he been in over his career? Hunt for Red October. He was the captain of the sub of the Russian sub hunting the Red October. God, I can't even fucking. He's been in a million fucking things. He's a tremendous actor. I have no idea who this Kyle Solar guy is. Um, Me
0: neither. I'm absolutely. I wish I did. I maybe it.
1: maybe I should have taken a minute to research who he is and what he's done. Um, but hey, if they're casting him, he must be good, right?
0: I I have not been unhappy with the huge amount of the Disney plot, like the Mandalorians casting. So if either, you know, Favreau or, uh, uh, what's his name? Filoni Filoni are involved, then I'm, I trust it. And when you look at freaking Skarsgård and if he's cast in it, I just have, I have complete faith after, I mean, any name that follows that, I'm just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm I'm down.
1: Stellan fucking Skarsgård. (laughs) All right. So that's it for my portion of the news. What have you got for
0: us? What's your special little treat? Hi, Republic. The Jedi's were announced and released. If you guys hadn't seen it, if you've seen the article and read it, then this was just going to be kind of a recap. And I, there's just some questions and some stuff that I noticed when I was going through the whole article that you know that I'll, I'll kind of bring up. Not not big points, not big anything's, but just like little little, I don't know, nuggets that made me kind of just happy or semi-excited about this stuff anyway okay so high, high republic jedi so these
1: are jedi yep. that are going to be in the the project luminous books am i, yeah. am I correct okay. absolutely okay i just wanted to make sure we were on the same same page same playing right.
0: field absolutely and and okay. i think where i'm going to start is one of the least described jedi on the list that they gave us Excuse me. Okay. Um I'm I'm going to
1: find this list and follow okay. along.
0: Perfect. Um and it, that's and it's going to be out of order for what anybody's going through if they're going through the list with us. I'm gonna jump. But this is this is my list to kind of this is the first guy just because not much is is given on him and his name's Lodar Greatstorm. Um he's a Twilek one of the best teachers has a sense of humor and kind of has this thing where every, every moment is a lesson or a chance to better yourself. And he, he enjoys bettering obviously himself and everybody around him, especially his Padawans. That's really kind of all they say. Other than I think uh, he's, he's strong and wise. They don't say how he's strong. They don't say, I mean, wise obviously is a good thing. He's, he's, they don't, but they don't, go over what, kind, what his position in the Order is. Obviously, one of the best teachers, he's, in my mind, higher up, potentially on the council, something like that, but they don't really explain it. One of the things I think that's interesting to think about, though, is if he's also one of the older Jedi, this dude probably is really intimate or at least knows Yoda in a, in a heavy capacity so oh, yoda
1: might have even been his teacher at one point
0: right exactly which which is part of the part part of what intrigues me about about his character so but that's really all they get i'm uh, i don't mind the lodar part or lodor part of his it's name It's Loden,
1: but... actually it's Loden. oh is it lodin oh i apologize Loden. yeah lodin I, I
0: i wrote that wrong when I did this, uh, I, I'm I, looking, I'm looking at his picture. Yeah. His golden
1: robes and white dress thingy. And he's got a
0: yellow lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah. The yellow lightsaber, gold lightsaber, yellow lightsaber. But he was kind of always a more of, in my mind, maybe a sentinel, a protector of the order kind of guy. Cause that's a sentinel or is the sentinel the one that's more like, the guardian of the people. I thought that was the guardian. Anyway, that's not like they actually use the classes, right? I don't know. I'm seeing a lot of blue lightsabers. And which okay. ones? Two, the two blues?
1: blue, two blue, two green, one yellow. So if this were Knights of the Old Republic, we'd have two Consulars, one Sentinel, and
0: two Guardians. Interesting. Uh, is Avar Chris a Sentinel or Guardian? Uh, let me find. Very first one,
1: Avar Chris would be a Consular if you wanted to go by the Knights of the Old Republic coloring it's code system for the lightsaber. Stellan Geos. Stellan Geos. That motherfucker looks like Roblo.
0: Yes, <laughs> first he does. Of all.
1: Second of all, love you, Roblo. You're the man. Um, his lightsaber is blue and it's got a cross guard, almost like a Scottish claymore. It's kind of cool looking.
0: Yeah, check it out. Actually, if you combine his, his hilt with Avar Chris's hilt, you actually get a Scottish claymore. Because look at hers. Hers is like hers a is Claymore's. really long.
1: Hers is really long. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and like his has the cross guard. Together, they're like a fucking straight up claymore.
1: Well, according now, you can't see all of his because part of his is behind his body. So his Truth. could be his could be super long too. But yeah, it's, he's got an interesting little cross guard going on there.
0: Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, so, so he's
1: a he's a blue guardian right there.
0: So he's a guardian. Okay. So the only reason I ask, and the reason why it was it mattered, is because, and we'll go we'll go with Avar Chris first. Brightest, most noble. I mean, she's like the pinnacle of Jedi that there is. She's she's the, considered one of the best, if not the best Jedi of the High Republic at this point in time, which obviously unless you're a yoda fan jerks um but anyway one about one interesting thing about her that i I noted was she's not dogmatic they actually go go forward and say she's non-dogmatic in the intro there and that in itself for a jedi because dogmatic is ultimately uh if they're dogmatic then prince the principles of the order or religion or whatever are true inherently true through and through and she can look at them and say they apply sometimes they apply sometimes they don't they there's always an element that that can change and change overall the 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 print the direction or meaning or, or value of the principle anyway. Um, but she always sees the positive in situations and puts others before herself always, which to me seemed like the guardian, right?
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, like I said, I think the only place the lightsaber blade colors apply to actually signifying the role <laughs> in the Jedi order is in the old Republic video games. Agreed. I don't. I don't think it applies anywhere else. In fact, I can't think of a single source material that uh, that has that sort of um, connotation to it.
0: Well, and here's here's the next little tidbit, though. Now I love little tidbits. Bring them on. You don't. You don't know who her master is either. This is the fun part: is of these master Jedi's, they don't talk about who their masters were. So it could be Yoda or. or Anybody else in the order at the time? I mean, both Avar and Stellan go through went through training at the same time. Um, Stellan Geos is another master. He's optimistic. Was a pupil with Avar. Like I said, uh, he's another powerhouse of the order. Uh, again, very noble and often does uh, doesn't get to work with Chris because they're off on different missions or whatnot, but. I guess when they team up, they are like the team. They are the, the A team. They they get shit done. It's like uh, Obi and Qui Gon, or when you need when you need it to go right, Obi and Anakin. When you had that, those were the guys to call. Um, Mason, Yoda, or I don't know. Anyway, but you get doo, it
1: right. That's the A team theme. If you're Dude, could Yoda be Hannibal? Movies. Yoda is absolutely Hannibal, with the fucking cigar. Absolutely, Yoda is. Hannibal. Oh
0: my god, that would be like I would, uh, like a Star Wars A team poster that was. Oh, I would be in heaven. All right, so so
1: obviously, obviously mace window would be be a Baracus, right
0: uh yeah. who would be howling mad murdoch Ooh, murdoch now the question is do they all have to be jedi because if not then you throw Hannah. <laughs> yes yes
1: yes no we have to go jedi we have to go jedi okay
0: have to go jedi then if we have to go jedi it now and we're not we're do they all have to be from the same time period
1: Uh, no, no, no. Just pull, pull it from wherever. Assemble your, your Jedi A-team from wherever you want to assemble the Jedi A-team from.
0: Okay, then I'm going to go with, we'll go with Face S. Obi.
1: Obi-Wan is, is Templeton Face Man Peck, okay?
0: No, I mean not Face, excuse me, Murdoch, Murdoch, the the pilot.
1: Obi-Wan is Murdoch? Yeah, no. I'm going
0: oh, oh Obi
1: Wan was a know? horrible pilot, dude. He hated flying.
0: Oh, that you got a point. And see, Luke would be the better flyer and better choice there then. Well, I would honestly put Anakin as howling Matt Burdock. Oh.
1: You know what you see? You get what I'm saying there? Yeah. And Obi Wan so, would be would be Peck if I had to if I had to, to go that route. I would say Obi-Wan would be Face Man Peck.
0: You know, I could see that, and then, uh, oh man! So, who would you have as? Um, wait, let's see. So that no, that's everybody. That's all four of them. That's all four four of them. them. Yeah, it's just the four of them. Oh man, see, there's so many you could do. Now, now I'm like, oh, but which one's MacGyver? Anyway, or Matlock. Um, uh, anyway, to back, to, back to those inferior shows Republic. in the
1: presence of 18. Mean, <laughs> Excuse me.
0: All right. Back to, oh, wait, back oh, to the hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on, hold on. I just had a okay. crazy
1: random thought flow through my head. Okay. So you may or may not remember that 18 was remade into a movie some years ago, right? I do. So Hannibal was played by Liam Neeson. Who else did Liam Neeson play? Qui-Gon Jinn, motherfucker.
0: Oh, okay. I thought I was thinking in the A team. He is. I was like, he played two roles.
1: He played Lee he played Hannibal in the A team. He played Qui Gon Jinn in Star Wars. There's your fucking Hannibal right there. Is Liam Neeson
0: or Qui Gon? Dude, it would be good. It would be beautiful.
1: It's a little on the nose, but I mean, fuck it, right?
0: Yeah, right in right in the ass,
1: <sighs> right in the a hole, right in the poop uh. shoot. Anyway, anyway,
0: back back to your list. Back to your list. Back to the list. So Stellan we Geos, have, we
1: have an episode of Clone Wars to talk about. So yeah, yeah, and your list.
0: we promised that this one was going to be an episode to a remember and b get through because it's going to be long. We have a lot of time to go over and catch up. Anyway, um, and Geos again, big powerhouse. When but and like I said, they when they do team up, him and Avar Chris are like they are. The people, uh, the A team. Um now it. Specifically I, I had to fight says, the urge to
1: do the theme song again, right
0: there. <laughs> I know, you're welcome. Um everybody heard it. It's okay. They heard it. So Stellan Geos, the thing about him is it specifically states he is strong in the force. So definitely consular in my mind. On that on that side. He is also no a notable teacher. So both him and uh, Loden are, are noted as teachers, so typically have Padawans. So then we have two knights who recently graduated. It specifically says that uh, one of them was only, uh, well, it had only been a knight for like a couple weeks, but we'll get to her in a second. First, we'll go with uh, Stellens. Uh, just graduated Padawan, and that's Venestra Vern Rowe.
1: Yeah, go Rowe.
0: Vern, um, Vern. Hey, Vern. Hey, Vern. Um, makes me want to have a beer with Vern. Except Vern's only sixteen, so you can't have a beer with Vern. And it's Vern's a girl too, so that's the other thing is you can't. I mean, it's it gets weird then. Um, but it's a yeah. I like the name Vern, but that's not what I pictured. Not a 16-year-old Twi'lek who just became a Jedi. I don't think she's I, a Twi'lek, dude. You don't? Oh, no, no, she's not. No, 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 she she's not. She Only Loden have, is.
1: Yeah, she don't have the She's headphones. green. Yeah, she's just green.
0: Yeah, no. Yeah, she, I don't know what race she is. Me neither. It doesn't say. No. It, I, 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 And I haven't looked it up. I'm sure that it states somewhere in Star Wars. Something. Oh, yeah, for sure, for
1: sure. I know so. I've I, I know I've seen uh, humanoids of that skin color before in Star Wars video games, and I'm I know I've heard the race, but I mean, who can retain all of that knowledge? Not right,
0: guy. not me either. I anyway. So we got Vern, who really, when I say Vern, I think of Cheers sitting next to some guy that is sitting next to Norman Cliff. That's like, hey, I'm Vern. Um, that's who I think of, not what, where, where this is, but Vern is one of the youngest knights at 16, obviously, um, doesn't really fit in, but is working to, um, show she belongs. So that's kind of her backstory and forward story. Um, last one was, I think it's Keeve? Trennis? Uh.
1: Keeve Trennis. Yeah, that seems correct.
0: She's another knight. Uh interesting about her double-bladed lightsaber. Double-bladed green lightsaber, yes, with a Word. very short handle. Right? Crazy short. Crazy. Like short. that's the other thing that right. I noticed like kind of Lodar or excuse me, Loden has a very not I really want it to be obviously Lodar because I feel like that's like wasn't that uh God, I want to say that was Voltron. Anyway, Loden, he's got a really nondescript hilt. Um, Both Avar, Chris, and Stellan have really standout hilts, in my opinion. Then the double-bladed wasn't really a standout, other than the fact that it's so short. And Venestra Vern's was just kind of a lightsaber.
1: Yeah, hers hers is very generic. As is Loden. So, but both
0: the knights are green, aren't they?
1: Uh, well,
0: Vern and uh, A- Vern and Avar,
1: Keeve. And, Avar and Avar and and Kiev are green. Loden is yellow. Uh, oh. Stellan
0: and Vern are blue. And Stellan and Vern. Stellan was Vern's master. Yes. Which means it's possible Avar was Keeve's master, if you go by the lightsaber kind of thing. But
1: again, it could be Oh uh, Well, I mean, it It does say that Keeve is awestruck by Chris, by Avar, Um does not mention the Master Padawan connection, however.
0: He, that It wouldn't explain it, because it says she is starstruck by her. And you would think if she was her Padawan, that would have been remedied by the time she became a knight. One would think, and one would hope. Otherwise, how did the fuck did they become a Jedi? Because that does not seem like... Um... Passing material. Anyway, um... He've, it. the thing is she has more faith in the force than she does herself and she's strong she has she's more than capable uh has the makings of a great jedi if she can learn to trust herself and that that's kind of them interesting The interesting parts that I I really noted again were the Yoda connection that they could all potentially have because there is a lot of potential for a lot of Yoda backstory, a lot of Yoda dialogue and attention. I think it's pretty much a
1: guarantee that there is Yoda interaction with every single one of these characters.
0: Right. Pretty much
1: a guarantee at this point.
0: I can only assume and hope. Another takeaway that I kind of had was they are specifically listing kind of what their roles are. So I feel like High Republic might actually give us a chance that we don't currently have in the Imperial age that... that defines what the Jedi Order is, what the ranks are, how the system and the structure work, because we saw it right at its fall and its collapse. We didn't really get established with it, so we saw something that was basically just getting destroyed, and here we are wondering, well, what was it? This is their chance to to explain that. I feel like in some way we're going to start getting that especially with how they wrote these kind of introductions with the holes they left with how they did explain certain things and, and what tidbits they gave us about each person. So that was my takeaway from the whole thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, we'll see what they do. They're, they're releasing tidbits here and there of information about what's coming up. Um, You know, hopefully The writing is done well Hopefully They're not just Quote-unquote generic Jedi Being placed into these stories And, you know, that we're expected To just like them because they are Jedi I mean I don't know, we'll find out August isn't that far away So we will I'm sure they'll leak more stuff
0: to us As we get closer I can say that one thing I noticed is a huge amount of them in some ways feel like rehashings of characters we al- already have. Avar, Chris, uh, 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 Ahsoka, Kantana are, you know what I'm trying to say right now. Anyway. I mean,
1: Vern could almost be an Ahsoka rehash. Yeah. The young, as- the young Jedi, very young Jedi knight, you know, sort of thing.
0: I don't know. Don't know. A lot of them feel like they can be definite rehashes, even young Jedi Padawan or young Jedi Knight like Anakin or Luke with little training and all those kind of things. So it's, I guess, really, really incredibly dependent upon good story material and development, right? I guess, yeah. But, I mean, it's got to be
1: hard To come up with, like, how do you take a Jedi and make them unique? You know what I'm saying? That's that can't be, that can't be something that's easy. Not every Jedi can have a unique, special thing about them or whatever. You know, so you're you're going to have these rehashes, um, generic personality traits, generic Jedi. Not saying generic Jedi as a, as a pejorative in any way, shape, or form. Generic Jedi kept the galaxy safe for thousands of years. I
0: mean. Well, even if they're generic, their stories, their actions, their battles, all those kind of things aren't generic. What they go through, maybe how they act, how they, you know, they are kind of like generic that way, but their specific stories, um, what led them to become that way or what influenced them, those stories can be definitely unique while the character overall generic. And if you run out of room to tell on one, because you've passed an age, you can always have another character that you have another go around, change the stories a little bit, have the character end up in the same spot, but they went through an entire different set of trials. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, what else do you got on these uh, on these five Jedi? Uh,
0: you know, nothing. Not not much. I mean, I feel like that's, right. I've kind of tapped out now. All right. Well, that's enough of those motherfuckers. Let Let's us get to the get real good stuff.
1: To the real reason we are here recording this podcast, and that is Mandalorian. What the hell, Mandalorian? <laughs> <laughs> That is Clone Wars. It has everything to do with Mandalore, though. So, you know, you can see where the mistake came in. Uh, Clone Wars Season 7, Episode 9, Old Friends Not Forgotten, Uh, Beginning of the Siege of Mandalore. Uh, Is it a part one? Episode one?
0: one? It was like, yeah, part one episode. Like, it actually, oh, God, dude. From that Uh, opening crawl.
1: I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if next week's episode gets its own unique title. But old friends not forgotten. Um, holy fuck! They outdid. This might be the best episode of the Clone Wars series ever. And Did I they say that their game or what? Having seen every episode, uh they told a story and they wrote a story for this episode that was deep and emotional
0: and it like, hit you in all the happy spots. It, it man. hits you
1: and hits you in a lot of different spots, yeah. Oh wow. Uh, and I it just there was something about the quality of this episode that seemed above and beyond any of the other episodes that they've ever done. Uh Agreed. from from chills man like what what guy there was saying the the intro we had of lucas films limited production which makes me wonder if this was done by somebody different or if if bigger hands were involved in something of this
0: magnitude i i heard it was uh what was it, Phil- dave filoni, it? Filoni, filoni dave filoni he's filoni dave filoni yeah filoni. he's
1: been the guy behind clone wars and and Rebels and all that.
0: Yeah, his name is attached to it, at least I've seen so many times. So, oh, his, his
1: name is attached to a lot of stuff. Him and, I think him and Favreau are the main driving creative geniuses behind Star Wars today. Um,
0: Which, but, again, if, she, if Kathleen Kennedy's giving those... On like if she's allowing like them to do these things, it's it. I it, it makes me wonder how much creative control she's given to them, and if she might not be a passing the torch or deciding to do a different direction, which is positive.
1: Yeah, but no, but I mean, do you do you see where I'm coming from with them putting a Lucasfilm limited production at the front and then having the Clone Wars logo. Come up like the traditional Star Wars logo. You know, it said Clone mm-hmm. War, you know, unwrapped and everything and in red. And then having the actual oh, in Star red. Wars fanfare play, like it feels right? like this was handled at a higher level it, than the rest of the Clone
0: Wars series was handled. Agreed. It feels like this is what they all led up to. Everything is obviously backstory to what's going to occur now and throughout the remaining four episodes. But it feels like this could almost be a standalone production. Like, you can skip everything before it and watch this four arc like a movie and not need the story before it, not need the... You'll know the story after it, but or that happened. We'll give that to that. Wow. I just feel like that this is like almost a, to them, a theatrical production, kind of like the introduction to the clone wars was the movie. The out is the equivalent of a movie.
1: Well, I know there is already petitioning from fans to have the siege of Mandalore episodes brought to the big screen. Uh, Probably not going to happen in this current COVID nineteen environment, but uh, I wholeheartedly support that that feeling that this feels release a theatrical movie. feels big, feels yeah. like it's something that you could go to a theater and watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we get we get through the opening like again, Lucasfilm Limited Star Wars more traditional Star Wars logo, traditional Star Wars fanfare. And then we get our our narrator filling us in. The uh, red
0: crawl, though, can I ask you about that really quick? Did that yeah. just, did that give you chills, dude? When you saw that come up after, because I saw the Lucasfilm limited production, and I was like, "The fuck is that?" And then the Clone Wars, not in gold, but in red, and I was like, "Damn."
1: Well, the red usually means something bad's about to happen. Um, I didn't particularly get any chills, but I was watching, I was looking at, I was like, they went all out was the feeling that I got from that is like, they, they know that they have something special on their hands and they're, they're doing everything that they can possibly think of to let us know that, Hey, what you're about to see is something special. Yeah. That's, that was my feeling. No, not necessarily any chills. Um,
0: they created I, a huge amount of anticipation for me
1: yes well where i got chills was during the opening narration because they're like you know the separatist armies are attacking all across the galaxy and and we've seen jedi knights forced to forced to launch out to defend these colonies and then we see plo Koon, and we see ala sakura and we know that these guys that literally is showing us these jedi going to the places where they're going to be betrayed by their clones and killed in this pre in this intro narration about what's going on with the war oh yeah, yeah right that gives you that should give you a little bit of chills oh especially dude, that you was... see you see plo flying the starfighter and you remember his starfighter gets destroyed and you see sakura sakura leading troops through the the jungle and that's and she gets gunned down by her troops in the jungle i mean yeah like almost putting them like moments before their death even it kind of yeah
0: right it's true and that's that's exactly what it was when i saw that it was like are we we are we are we're coming right up to we're coming right up to revenge of the sith it was. I instantly knew we were somewhere in the vicinity, and then, yeah, you get Obi Wan. It opens with uh, Commander Cody, oh, and his troops getting basically just gunned down by the droids in the the Separatist army.
1: Um, yes, charging charging the Separatist ranks. Although one thing, as a military guy. Got me a little confused. Cody was like, "Take cover," and then nobody, not even him, took cover. Like they just all kept running. Like yeah, this is a little odd. Just a, little, a It was
0: bit, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I agree.
1: You know, but whatever. Brush past that because you know we see we see them doing their best to 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 break through the lines, and then. Um, we see a missile launched and it's coming right for Cody. And Cody's like, oh, I'm dead. But then Obi-Wan saves the fucking day. Uh, and then they, they do finally take cover behind some rubble. And they're discussing how they're going to win this battle when uh, Anakin Skywalker himself comes strolling up.
0: And he's got a plan, doesn't he? Oh, he does. He's got a cocky. What that was one of those things that you notice right off from this because he you saw that cocky swagger that almost betrayed his Jedi I mean, his you know what I mean, his fall almost cuz he was looking at it like what are you doing? Why are you even taking cover? And yeah, so, what was he like? There's only a thousand
1: droids out there or some crap are, like
0: that, right? Right, what are you worried about? And he's like, oh, what do you mean? Well, I got a plan. And that's what, and Obi, you get this one of these Obi-Wan things where he says, I know better than to argue with you when you have that look or when you do this kind of thing. So he's like, what's your plan? And he's like, I got this. And he goes strolling out, much like uh, Luke did in... Rise of Skywalker, except and Last Jedi in Last, or Jedi. I mean Last Jedi. Excuse me, Last Jedi. We've, oh boy, we've 420
1: Last Jedi. blaze it, <laughs> woo, hit
0: it. Um, so, but in Last Jedi, you get this scene where it's so much like what Luke did, except Anakin's really fucking there. He's really like the bull, blaster bolts going all the fuck around him, and just before. They open fire on him. He's like, eh, hold on. I surrender. Which really fucks with the droids programming.
1: Well, hold on, though. Hang on a second. Mm. Yeah. You you missed a line that I thought was really rather interesting. Oh, what's, what's that? One of the droids says, we can't seem to hit him. Yes. So here's the part of me that's wondering... That since Sidious has such a huge interest in Anakin, and since Sidious controls both sides of the war, if there isn't programming in the clones that makes it impossible for them to shoot and kill Anakin.
0: Oh, whoa. Oh, fuck, dude. That's just like 420 bomb. Isn't that a little bit of uh, head fuckery right there? Why the fuck do you do shit like that to me? Uh, wow, I can I'm gonna go down a rabbit hole. You, that you know that, but, right?
1: But I mean, they literally made a point of saying we can't seem to hit him. He's not using his lightsaber.
0: He's he not doesn't using seem to the, be
1: using the force, right? He's not using the force in any way that we can see or tell. He did. And you tr- do see him kind of move to the side real quick, and shots are coming in at him, but like, not really. So, I'm wondering deep down if there, because I mean, it's a war. That's there's badass. No, there's no guarantee that Anakin is going to live through this war. Like, you can't guarantee that. Like, oh, the yeah, ship you He's can. On can be destroyed.
0: You but know? that gives you the back to the, the clones and the chips in their heads chips and droids, chips and clones. Well, right. But it no, is but that a was 100% controlled war. Without, without there being some sort of safety net
1: built in for Anakin, there's no way you could guarantee that he would live through the war.
0: I think Sidious built in a safety net for him. I think that's completely what he did with the chips. And I mean, he's, he literally has control of every individual movement in that war.
1: Yeah. So anyway, that's a little theory. If you uh Whoa. if you agree with that theory or disagree or want to talk about that theory, hit us up on social media, uh Broom Boys on Facebook and at buddy underscore guy on Twitter, and we can chit chat about this till the fucking sun goes down. Anyway, moving along. He surrenders. Whoa. And you know, the droids are like, Oh, thank God, you know, and like, hold your fire, he's surrendering. And then um We the get a little droid. Well, hold on, but we get a little peek first off to the side. We see a very familiar periscope looking thing, and it's it's R2-D2 is spying on the goings-on. Um, mm-hmm. And then oh, he I rolls forgot, yeah. under the bridge, and we see a bunch of uh, ARC troopers under the command of Captain Rex hanging out underneath. And he's like, R2, what's going on? And R2 beeps at him and says, babe, just, says, just hang out for just another minute. We're almost there. We're almost ready. And, you know, Rex passes that on to the rest of the clone troopers. Um, Who and have then,
0: an opinion about that, if you yeah, they're
1: Yeah, they're a little grumbly about it, but, you know, they're, they're good soldiers, so they, uh, so they listen. Uh, I love this show. But then that's when the tactical droid comes rolling up. <clears throat> and here is when we get even more shades of The Last Jedi. Because the tactical droid says, What the hell is going on? Well, this Jedi Knight surrendering. And he says, Are you kidding me? Train every gun on him and fire. That is very much like with the whole Kylo Ren. I want every gun we have to point at Luke Skywalker.
0: And fire. And fire. And <laughs> right. And this is, Oh God. And th- how far away do you think Anakin was standing from the tactical droid? 100 feet, give or take. Good. Right. Yeah, good ways. And he just force yanks him a hundred feet. And lops his head off. Dude. And
1: then that's when Rex and the troopers come swarming in. We see the the battle turn and uh, the Republicans.
0: You are had first. to know at this point in time we were in for some good fucking shit. Like, you, I already anticipated it, but at this point in time, seeing him do that with the Force, I knew we were in for so much more in this episode. They were opening it up with a bang. How many times have they done that?
1: Yeah, and I mean, in all the deception, you know, the surrender and whatnot was done just to draw out this tactical droid. Because you'd heard the clones talking, we haven't been able to find and destroy the tactical droid, you know, and that's why we're having such a hard time. Um so yeah, I guess without this tactical droid, uh the the battle droids have a much harder time. Kinda like the Redcoats. Kinda. Kinda. Take I mean out kill the, the commander. Take out the right? officers. Yeah, take out take the out officers. The officer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh so then Anakin and Obi Wan reunite and they get a a hail, a communication, uh saying you have an urgent communication. We had a password called uh, Fulcrum passed down. And Anakin goes, oh, it must be Saw Gerrera on Onderon. And he's like, no, uh, you should probably come to the ship and hear this
0: in person. So Which is not would, the first time we've heard Fulcrum. Fulcrum was used in Rebels. Yes. Yes, it was. Um, As also with her, the markings, too. I'm just saying. I mean, you see the development of that. Where that yeah, came well, from, the history and I mean,
1: that. you know, and then Saw Guerrero, of course, from uh, we saw him in Rogue One, played by Forrest Whitaker. Uh, mm. Important rebel commander for the uh, for the period between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. He dies right before A New Hope. You know, the Death Star blast on Jeddah takes him out. Uh, yep. So they get to the ship and lo and behold anakin is brought face to face with ahsoka via communication and she says hey there's something big going on uh we want to invade mandalore because we've located the renegade sith lord maul uh so they're like oh shit, okay and so ahsoka and bo katan Of the Mandalorians come on board with a small escort of Mandalorian soldiers. And we get a face-to-face reuniting of uh, Ahsoka and Anakin. And you see R2 go scooting up, all excited to see Ahsoka. And I thought Ahsoka would, like, hug him. And instead she just, like, patted his, his dome, you know. She didn't really seem to show any emotion during any of this. She was kind of a cold fish during this whole thing. but she Like must-
0: hardcore cold fish. While you see Anakin, what was interesting for me at this point in time was you see Anakin's mood completely change. He became oh, yeah. bright and cheery. Like literally his emotion was guided or his attitude and, uh, and demeanor. Was influenced 100% by his emotions.
1: Well, yeah, it was like. Uh, At this point, it in was time, like a dad them. seeing his daughter. Oh, we're about to have a guest appearance. Mrs. Buddy has brought her husband uh, a beer. Say hi. Hello. Okay, she's a little shy. She might have heard her say hi, but she brought me a beverage because my throat's a little dry. I
0: did, and I think that was awesome of her What nod yes. to Miss Buddy. Mrs. Buddy. So anyway, buddy.
1: Uh, that was our first live guest on this show. What do you know?
0: Uh, we, we should do that again with somebody. We really should. We really Anybody, should. Anybody, really. I mean, um, I'm not going to be picky at this point in time. Somebody could say on our, our one of our pages, Twitter or Facebook, I want to be on your show, and I'd be like, fuck, why not? Well, we actually, no, that would be a cool little segment if we, if we had
1: a listener call in during a recording one time and we had a, had a little three way conversation going on. That could be a fun thing again, social media. This is what it's for. We're here to talk about star Wars and to talk to you guys. So, uh, please, if that is something us. that interests you hit us up. Uh, okay. So, you know, Ahsoka playing cold and distant her and her and Bo Katan kind of filling Anakin and Obi-Wan, uh, and then Obi-Wan goes, well, I need to talk to the Jedi Council about this because there's treaties in place and there's all sorts of politics involved. I can't say yes to this until I talk to
0: them. Interesting thing about this whole, this whole scenario that's playing out was when it was Sabine and, and Obi— This was all very political and very driven along political lines and all this and right, wrong, treaties, all those things. They were very, very, very... I mean, that was a long... many seasons ago. But anyway, so to see the difference between Bo-Katan and Ahsoka and how they're dealing with the situation. She actually makes reference to that a couple times in the show. Uh, Yeah, she says... She brought up,
1: you know, about the predecessor and uh, the predecessor, you know. um, Sabine. Sabine. Yeah. You cared for her once. And he goes, I did and I still do, but I'm not going to let my emotion cloud my judgment. Um, So very Jedi answer right there. Uh, And talk to the council. I'm going to go talk to the council. And so this is when we get Anakin and Ahsoka uh, have their little reunion, a little more proper solo reunion. And they go strolling together. And while they're walking, you see all of the clone troopers they encounter are stopping and saluting, Uh, which I thought was really cool. And then made even better when, when ahsoka goes they don't need to do that i'm not a commander anymore i'm not a jedi and he goes no it's they respect you and the clones are all about loyalty so speaking of which i have a surprise for you and they go they go through a double door and you see a large number of the 501st assembled and they snap to when uh when Ahsoka and Anakin come in and you see that they have all painted their helmets to match Ahsoka's coloring and facial markings. Really fucking great. Really fucking cool. Really emotional moment.
0: Oh my god. You just blew my mind. Oh fuck. Did you not realize oh. that?
1: Did you not put no no no, two- no, 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 no
0: Um, I apologize, I don't mean to be so excited and like cutie-offy, but holy shit, what you were talking about earlier, uh, why they couldn't hit hit Anakin, right?
1: Okay, we're back to that, okay.
0: (laughs) Okay, right? This is probably going right into what you were thinking and what you were going to talk about. They removed their chips so they could be loyal to Ahsoka because they were actually programmed not to be. She was taken out as a commander. She was removed from their programming to listen to. So the only way they're going to be able to listen to her is if they pull the chip. Uh
1: I don't know possibly. Possibly, although the only one that we know um the only one we know for sure is is Rex,
0: right? Because they're all following Rex. You're right.
1: Yeah, he's the so only Rex one we know for certain one. that he took his chip out, uh, but we don't even know that he's taken his chip
0: out yet. Which he may have taken his chip out. So again, Anakin may have but had we, it removed so he could listen to Ahsoka. But we, but don't, again, he was under we order. No,
1: we don't know that his chip has oh, been removed wow. yet. We don't know. But we don't still. know this. Um. Oh, so sorry. in the, in the midst of this reunion, um. Anakin also says, well, hey, I've got one more surprise for you. And you see he's got a case in his hands. And as he's presenting it to her, Obi-Wan comes running up. And, and the alarms start going off. And, the, and the, the the alarm klaxons start sounding. And all the clone troopers start springing into action. And, uh, you know, Anakin's like, what's going on? Is it? I can't remember what he said. It was one of the other. What's going on? Her- Are
0: we? Did they agree to go to Mandalore so quickly?
1: Yeah, and he was like, "No, it's something else." And He's like, "One of the other sieges on the outer rim or whatever." And he goes, "No, actually, it's Coruscant." So, holy fuck, it's Coruscant.
0: <laughs> um and then he says Grievous has kidnapped the ambassador.
1: No, he said Grievous, they said the the or separatists Grievous. have launched an attack on Coruscant. Okay. Um and I can't I said uh did it, what did he say? Uh Master Windu, or what about the Chancellor? And he said Master Windu dispatched Shock T to defend him, but she hasn't been heard from in a while.
0: That's right, yes. Oh. Uh
1: and then he said, Well, we so we have to get to we have to get to Coruscant. And and Ahsoka's like, What, just like that? You're you're not gonna help us out with Mandalore anymore. And he goes, we have to defend Coruscant. Like, Coruscant's the heart of everything. We have to go. There's no option here. We have to go. Um, And she's like, no, you have to go to Palpatine. That's what you're worried about. And, like, she's very dismissive. For no reason that I can remember that she should have an issue with with the Chancellor at this time. But, you know, I could be forgetting something. Uh, Um, I think
0: what it is is you you definitely see Ahsoka's... Like dismissiveness of the order, due to the fact that they seem to be playing a game of politics and not a game of heart, they're not protectors of the people so much as they are protectors of law and order, like police. Um, so and that's what Ahsoka the difference that she had and came to in, I think, her four episode arc that we saw with Trace and Rafa. Was she realized that being a Jedi wasn't about keeping law and order; it was about keeping people safe and protecting people from their own from harm, and whether it was self inflicted or inflicted by those stronger than them. I, I right. feel like and, that was and what we, see, we saw,
1: but we see, yeah we see her say something to that effect too. Is that's why people don't trust us or trust the Jedi as much anymore. Is because of stuff like this. Is you're playing politics and treaties instead of protecting people. And then Obi-Wan counted with, a, like, there's people on Coruscant, too. You know? Like, whatever. And then...
0: He Anakin's, tried to rationalize that, I felt like, in my mind.
1: Well, I mean, he's not wrong. There's no... in In a situation like that, there is no right or wrong. And one could say that she was wrong in pushing a war onto a front where there wasn't a war already when they were still trying to win the, the first one, you know what I'm saying? What's another one? Uh,
0: what's a, <laughs> sorry. I just, I to quote wanna, low
1: Catan. if you want if you want to, yeah, I don't know. There's that's, that's a rabbit hole that you can go down to or can go down with here in the real world too, is what's another war in another place. Well, I mean, another war, we're in another still fighting place is, one. We're still fighting
0: too right in in real life in in the real world over yeah in in star wars that was anakin's retort was we're still fighting one yeah that's the problem with it. we haven't won Ah.
1: this first one you know and splitting your forces and whatever is never good but anakin that's exactly the solution he proposes is hey let's divide the 501st and send half of them with Ah ahsoka and half of them back to uh to Coruscant and then Obi-Wan's well but she's not a member of the Jedi Order they won't listen to her and he goes well then let's promote Rex let's put him in charge and then that way uh you know everybody can do their thing
0: did you feel like Anakin had that worked out prior to talking to Obi possibly possibly um but that's the
1: plan that we've settled on. And so, uh, you know, Ahsoka and, and and the 501st that she's taking with her along with the Mandalorians saddle up to go to Mandalore. And Obi-Wan and Anakin are launching on Coruscant, which we should all be very, very familiar with. Um, I wonder if they're going to yeah. show it. I wonder if they're going to show anything from that or if this is all just going to be Siege Mandalore for the rest of the show.
0: Um, it's a good question. They did state that they were like an hour away from Coruscant. At, they could with, be there with, within, within the, the, hour. the
1: hour. Within the hour, yeah.
0: So, meaning we are... Where does Revenge of the Sith take... I know, aren't they're already on Coruscant when the movie starts. Yes. Right? The
1: movie starts in orbit of Coruscant with the massive space battle. And we follow Anakin and Obi-Wan's fighters zipping through and then they dive down and then you see the planet and Fuck. the mass and the massive battle taking place.
0: So, um, we're on like, literally this is taking sim taking place. Si- her story is taking some place simultaneously concurrently to, Yes, we're Obi-Wan literally and Anakin, n- like *Avengers: like The Sith*.
1: When when they go their separate ways, and Anakin returns her lightsabers to her, and uh, he goes, "Hey, if you're gonna face Maul, you're gonna need these." And you see her her normal lightsaber and her short, uh, her shorter lightsaber
0: mm-hmm. for her
1: dual wielding style. And he goes, "I kept them for you. They're as good as they were, maybe even a little bit better." Um, she thanks him. And uh, that might be the last time. In fact, I'm pretty sure that's going to be the last time that they're face to face as Ahsoka and Anakin.
0: Yeah, next time they're face to, next time they see each other is, is rebels when they're having their their fight, and she realizes that Vader is Anakin. So this moment is incredibly emotional, not only that because I really got the sense, that Anakin, you see the way he says goodbye, and you already knew he... It, I felt like at that moment, it wasn't... He might not have known that he was going to fall to the dark side, but it. They're part of him sensed it, I felt. Because you or, see this really distant look.
1: But I mean, you or know? it's also the possibility of the unknown, that either one of them could be going to their death at any second, so... Truth, you know, it could have just been that this might be the last time we ever see each other again, you know. So, who knows?
0: Yeah, it felt like he knew it was. It felt mm. like he knew it was.
1: I mean, maybe I don't, I honestly don't feel like Anakin intended to fall because at this point, he doesn't know that Padme's pregnant, he hasn't had the visions that she is going to die. Uh, none of that has happened yet. So he, that, that, cause that's the final push. The that's the true. need to save Padme hasn't been put onto him yet.
0: Um, That and we is, only got that one vision of Padme that, like I said, I told you she was pregnant. Mm. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm sure she was. Uh, oh dude. Wow. This is all like it all come as it comes into like cl- picture and a clear picture dude, this is a really, really nice storytelling. I like how a huge amount of this has all been foreshadowing of leading up to this moment. And this is what I've been hoping for. And that was what my feeling at that moment when you found out they were less than an hour away, I was like, oh my God, we we are gonna get exactly what I have been so desperately hoping for. And that was when ah, uh, another set of chills. That's when I got like super excited, dude. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Uh, I was
1: hoping to actually see the Attack on Coruscant. That was my big True. hope is that they would that they would put that into animation. And I thought that would be really interesting.
0: But what we got is still fucking awesome. So, well, hold on. Did have we have we seen the droid drops yet that we got in the initial trailer? I don't feel like we have. I
1: don't. Do recall. you remember those ones? They were. It was no. really
0: dark. It was very mechanical. Uh, all. Uh, it was obviously the, the, the separatist droids. So, but they dropped and just completely started opening fire. Maybe I'm not remembering something that I should be. But I this just was I, like, I
1: flat out don't remember that at all.
0: I just flat. I'm gonna have to go back and watch. I'll let you know in in a day or so. All right. Well, so
1: we see, uh, we then go to Mandalore, and we see a couple Republic cruisers, and the attack is launched. And you know, there's a communication between Bo Katan and the Prime Minister of Mandalore, where she's like, "Look, we know you are Darth Maul's puppet." And we are coming to remove you from power. And then the fight is on and we see the mall as they've become known suiting up and launching with their jetpacks into, into the, uh, into the battle. And they start launching missiles from cloud cover at the approaching ships. And we see the, we see them taking some hits and taking some losses. And then, uh, and then the ARC the Troopers. get on Then the clones get on it. The ARC Troopers start jumping out. And then Bo-Katan's like, what are we waiting for? Get out there. And then the, then her Mandalorians join the fight. And then Ahsoka joins the fight. And oh there's God, nothing this I love more than seeing a Jedi being a fucking badass Jedi. And she is flying through. What she says to Rex, I'll, I'll I bet I beat you to the ground or something like that. Or I'll get there first. Mm-hmm. And then she just starts flipping and flying through the air and bouncing from ship to ship, just lightsabering the shit out of anything in her way. Oh, so fuck, badass! Dude,
0: it was like the moment I have been it, of Jedi badassery that I have been waiting for from the Clone Wars and what they can do with CGI. I mean, computer graphics—they can do shit that they can't really do in live action, just because the the limitations that we currently have or that we have in physics so to make it look real you can't really fuck with that obviously you can do a certain amount but and now we can do more than we've ever been able to do before but at the same time what they gave us with this was like that moment that you were just you knew you were in for something good all the way up to this point but you didn't know how good and it's like at that point you knew it was going to deliver every minute beyond it. The whole episode was going to be something that this whole saga, if it's done in the same right, light and the same way, it's going to be it's epic. Fucking just, it's going to be one of those things pivotal. It's already been see. It,
1: the one episode was already fucking epic. So one can only imagine what it's going to oh, wow. what it's going to progress to you from there. But hey, let me ask you this. Did uh when A- when Ahsoka was was going from ship to ship as they were coming in for their combat landing and doing her badass stuff. Did it remind you at all of Valkyrie and Thor Ragnarok when she was going from ship to ship and fucking shit up so they could make their escape through the devil's anus? Did it remind you of that at all? Because it kind of reminded me of that.
0: It felt like it. But again, this is like Marvel, Disney, Star Wars. Now it's all this interconnected beast. And if you have seen like a, a, a skeleton rendering of this already, so all you have to do is say change and tweak timing and or maybe the order of it, et cetera, et cetera, and then just put a new skin on it. You can use the same footage so many different times before people start saying, "Wait a second, can you know are these the same scenes?" Because I'm not saying it's they not were the not same really same a person scenes. doing that shit. I'm
1: not saying it was the same scenes. It just it was a very similar feeling scene to me, and I love that scene in Thor Ragnarok. And so obviously, I loved it even more when they're putting lightsabers into a Jedi's hands and having her go ham. Um, it just to me it seemed very like it was familiar in the best way possible. You know what I'm saying?
0: I agree. Agree. It was awesome. I, I like they loved took how inspiration they it. from
1: it. Like they took the inspiration. That was that was Absolutely. kind of my feeling. Absolutely.
0: Uh, Agreed completely. Yeah, for, that two, they,
1: for two for two badass female warriors um uh, to kind of share it was a similar such a scene. Great I think that's moment. pretty cool. Uh but then they touch down and you see them they 're driving the maldalorians back they're uh, they're taking losses for sure but they're they are accomplishing what they set out to do
0: uh, Now of all I, of her part going down, I think that is my my favorite moment in the whole uh, portion of it that whole scene is when she touches down and the Maldolorians regroup and they charge her.
1: Did you Dude. see did you see when she landed, she shoved her lightsabers into the deck to slow her down yes. a little bit for just a second? I thought that was a really cool touch.
0: Right. Oh, I loved it. And then she comes popping up and they all like just go balls at her and she just whips out both lightsabers and goes completely ham on deflecting the the shots and I mean, she kills, obviously, a handful with the ricochets, but dude, what a a fucking moment. What skill, obviously, you're seeing that she has with the lightsabers. But it was like a moment that I have been waiting for from a huge amount of the Clone Wars getting. You got Obi-Wan, and you got Anakin. You got, with a little bit of the lightsabers here and there, but you finally got a really good... Amazing lightsaber battle scene.
1: And I think the best is still to come. Uh, which we will, when we get to the end of the episode, we'll talk about that a little bit more. Uh, but she's quickly joined by Rex and, um, and the clone troopers and the Mandalorians, and they begin driving the Maldolorians back. Um, can you recall the name of the commander of the mall I it's escaping me no. at this moment. Yeah. But, um, so he's directing, you know, the, he's directing some of their actions as I think he can tell that they can't, um, they can't win this fight. Uh, so he, he kind of orders, uh, kind of orders a strategic retreat and, uh, what do they? What do they say to Ahsoka? They pick up some sort of signal coming from one of the undergrounds, and so she goes off with a bunch of clone troopers to investigate.
0: They called Rex, and she and yeah, she's like, "We'll be right there." And yeah. She doesn't even let Rex answer. Interesting. Yeah, I I don't remember that guy's name, but I always I when I saw him, my first thought was Dolph Lundgren.
1: When I saw him, my first thought was. That he kind of looked like, um, oh fuck, the main Bad Batch guy, uh, the leader oh. of the Bad Batch. He kind of looked like the leader of the Bad Batch, a little bit, like different Hunter. hair. Hunter, yes, like Hunter, different hair, blonde, but, but, but a little, si- but a little similar. I, I was like, I was like, did they just use the same face and change the hair? He but, might be
0: a clone, dude. Could he be. might be a uh, or a reject or whatever a Bad Batch. Reject. I don't know. Wow, it would be interesting to pause it and take a look at the guy's face and see if he matches up with the clone. Yeah, I'm, it'd be, I'm have it'd to be cool do that to too. do it.
1: It'd be cool to do a side by side of him and Hunter. Um, we'll do that on face. I'll pop that
0: on Facebook if I can figure out a way to do it. Uh, yeah. Go. I mean, there should
1: be any number of free photo editing software that will allow you. Oh, to I, do I already a got side-by-side. that. I
0: just need to figure out how to get it off the video. So. Oh, I'm I'm not computer savvy. I'm sure
1: you can find still images on on Google.
0: Right? There's got to be something. On the great Google? Even if I... I'll figure it out. Anyway, so... So they go off. I actually know how to do it. Never mind. That's easy. Anyhow, so back to it.
1: So they go off, and then we follow Bo-Katan and her soldiers storming the throne room. And neat little little fight scene with uh, a lot of dual-wielding blasters and deflector shields
0: built into gauntlets blocking blaster shots and uh i like that deflector shield bit dude that was like really kind of medieval nighty kind of mixed with awesome mandalorian skill it, it was really a cool combination of the two eras like, in my mind i guess
1: yeah great a shield great action scene um then we see bo katan go head to head with the, uh, the puppet of Darth Maul. He's got Pucks some really... His fucking armor was pretty cool, though.
0: It was. It I dug was his really armor. Sweet. Really
1: intricate looking. Really sweet. Really ornate. But, yeah, ultimately, Bo-Katan is victorious. And it appears that she has
0: seized
1: uh, the throne. Whatever. She's taken Mandalore back.
0: She's been taking Mandalore back, and only Maul is now in control in that sense down in the sewers. And she and Ahsoka have split up at this point by this point in time. And that's what one thing Bo Katan says to Ahsoka is like, you have to catch Maul, or he's just going to keep doing this. Yeah,
1: so. The, we see Ahsoka with her clones gathered at the entrance to these tunnels. And oh, my
0: Mandalore thing. Remind me at the end of this to stoke your feelers about a question I I did pop up at the end of last week's episode that you didn't get to catch that I didn't tell you about because I wanted to wait till this moment. Well, do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Hit me with it. Okay. Hit you with it? All right. You ready for this? Okay, so yeah, send it. One send thing it. I noticed is Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. His whole helmet thing. It's like a religion, right? It's, it's a creed. T- yeah, it's a creed. It's a creed. Now, we do see him potentially right during... I mean, do we ever discuss where he is, where this battle's going on? His home um, world?
1: No, they never do mention his home world.
0: It could be that he's on Mandalore or somewhere else. If he's on Mandalore, we may be getting a flashback to this battle, and we may see Ahsoka at some point in time during this. uh, It's very possible. Um, I guess
1: it would explain why the Death Watch showed up. Um, But maybe that's where the the dropship thing that you saw comes into play. Is maybe the the separatists come to re to take Mandalore in the midst of all this confusion?
0: Now there is another thing though that I do kind of want to also get at is now again the creed the the it's like a life a religion. I don't take off my helmet or no, I'm no longer a Mandalorian kind of thing, which we see Bo Katan clearly take off her helmet, but. If we see the fall of Mandalore, like the complete, because uh, they referenced the the what was it, the Night of Fire, where basically the entire world, the the civilization of Man- the Mandalorians was destroyed, right? Uh, Night of a Thousand Tears or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that hasn't happened yet, right? It has not. Okay, so. Here's kind of what I'm positing with that. After it's not until that point that the Mandalorian's actually become this this religion creed. I can't take my helmet off. If I take my helmet off, I'm no longer Mandalorian. So there's this is this is the point in time that that night that uh, Night of the Thousand Tears or whatever is the point that 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 creed that religion that that embracing of what it means to be a Mandalorian. That's when it happens, which is why we don't see Din uh, Din Dinjaran take off his helmet because it would, and we see Bo Katan do it. Because that change hasn't happened. This is the old school Mandalorians before that night. You know what I mean?
1: Very, very possible. I like. Uh, I like your theory. Oh um, well. Ho- hopefully, as uh, more of these episodes come out, and then of course, as Mandalorian season two is is on the way, maybe some of those questions will be answered. Maybe we'll get some more solid info. Um. So Ahsoka leads the clone troopers into the tunnels. And in very short order, we see the Maldoloreans are down there waiting in ambush. Uh, And when the ambush is sprung, the clones are just straight up massacred. They don't have a chance. Uh, It doesn't seem like they inflicted any casualties on the Maldoloreans whatsoever. They're just picked apart. Not drastically. Yeah, they're just picked apart uh which leaves ahsoka is kind of creeping slowly and she comes to this four-way intersection and then finds herself surrounded by maldolorians and then we hear uh hear mechanical footsteps approaching her and that uh,
0: that trap uh, scene though dude was awesome yeah that, yeah it was badass because it's like you get that moment where they're basically drawing the clones through the tunnels, and she's following them, always coming too late. Oh, hold on, just a second. My Mrs. Guy brought me another beer. All right. Ah, what a beautiful angel. And she's already gone. She did see your wife at least said hi. We Mine's yeah no like, we got no
1: like, Mrs. Guy cameo on the show.
0: No, no. She just like I, I, got, I got Mrs. Guy's hand.
1: Mrs. Guy
0: needs to cameo on the show. If
1: Mrs. Doesn't buddy, she, she needs cameo on the show? All she has to do is I, say hi.
0: I agree. I agree. I, one day I'll get her. One day I get. She's shy. She's super shy.
1: Oh, she's not that
0: shy. She's a sweet, sweet girl. Right. Someday. One day. But anyway, so back to it. Um. We see a So that's, that's my theory.
1: It's a good theory,
0: um, and that, that. But oh yeah, and so Ahsoka surrounded that that whole where she that mouse like leading her through the tunnels. You see all that going on. You see the so many of them as you pan through the tunnels, like the backside when you see them go past that one opening, and then you see all these Maul Deloreans, and then you get to the next opening, and you see her look down there and the rocket just like obi-wan but her in the close quarters and she still manages to like throw it up and off and away but she still should gets have threw it back out.
1: she should have threw it back right like our hero from jedi fallen order like cal kestis could force shove rockets back he, she should have thrown it back if she was uh, a
0: badass like him she would have but well
1: i mean she probably didn't get that kind of training i don't
0: know uh but Anakin, anyway you suck Anakin. But he can force pull a dude for like 100 feet. So he, Rock if she wanted it in sh- her face.
1: I mean, rocket shoving 101 should have been handled. It uh, should have
0: failed. Been,
1: failed. But anyway, so Maul approaches and is mm. honestly, he said, I knew this would draw out the Jedi, but I was expecting Kenobi. So we know Maul has wanted revenge on Kenobi ever since the event of Phantom Menace. Um, took his legs, dude. Cut you'd him want in half. The
0: fucking, yeah, you'd want revenge on the dude that took your Johnson.
1: No, I'd be dead. I mean, I would just, I would have died. Um, you know, like and Obi-Wan said that in the earlier episode, be careful with Maul. I've killed him once. Apparently it doesn't take or whatever like that, you know? Um,
0: <laughs> that was an awesome moment. I, I, that made me chuckle, actually.
1: Yeah, that was good. That was good. Uh, so yeah, he's apparently upset that we he's got Ahsoka and not Obi Wan, uh, and he's like, "What are you doing here?" And and credits. you see her defiance.
0: Yes. And yeah, credits and and then it's like, oh, oh, dude, at that point in time, I like my butthole was puckered. I was like shaking and thinking to myself, "Oh my god, we're in for a fucking show."
1: Yeah, wow. that that again, that this might have been the finest hour of the Clone Wars. And if all the rumors and talk, what little there has been is to be believed. We haven't even seen the best stuff yet.
0: No, by the they they say it just gets better and better. And the best is the final script, meaning it, it, this was supposedly the worst of the arc is what I what I've heard. Well, I mean, they
1: set one hell of a bar to clear with um, with this episode. So, if they clear this bar, man, I don't know what awards can be handed down to these folks, but give them awards if they keep if they keep doing this stuff.
0: Seriously. Oh god. I'm beside myself this episode I you got my I I I saw the episode I watched it watched it just before buddy and I I sent him a message like whoa have you watched it and he said no and it was like I didn't say really a whole lot more other than that because wow Holy fuck. And his message back to me, the first message back was, holy fuck. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, this was one of those things where you, you know, you're seeing something special. Um, They just everything about the whole show, the, the writing, the music, the animation, the story, everything was just perfect.
0: And we've hit mean, on hats. all the things you just mentioned earlier through like an episode here, an episode, oh the music was awesome here, oh this was awesome there, oh this was awesome there. But we hadn't get gotten that full effect and this was everything.
1: Yeah, they nailed it. They nailed it. So hats off to them. Uh cannot wait until next Friday.
0: Cannot wait. Me neither. I hope they release this as a movie. I really, really do. Uh, yeah, it would be. Well, I mean, when they're all said and
1: done, you'll be able to sit down and watch them all concurrently. So that would be similar to a movie for sure. But, uh, but um, do
0: we need the narration in between and the breaks and those kind of things? Or would depend- it be just it depends on what that
1: narration has to tell us, because this narration showed us some pretty decent stuff.
0: And wasn't it cool when you got the call back to Obi Wan that no, you need to come back to the ship? That I I love the fact that the narrator has that that commander has come on multiple times to not just give you the narration and the uh, that 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 pre episode moral and the, the the script and breakdown, but he they've also brought him back multiple times when it's pivotal in front, like when. They take the show for kind of one of those pushes, you know, like all of a sudden, you know, shit's going to get real or shit's going to happen.
1: He's a reoccurring character. He's in quite a few episodes of The Clone Wars. He's
0: been in a lot of the shows. But like the Ahsoka one where they argued back or he was going to arrest them and everything, Um, Trace uh, was flying the ship
1: yeah 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 no i know what you're talking about i knew what you yeah were talking yeah about, but yeah no he he's a reoccurring character he's in you, a, i love he's it. in a, quite a few episodes and then but yeah, when you they're, heard that they're, yeah, they're, they're awesome. leveraging they're leveraging captain cool voice there because he does have a very cool voice to be the narrator as well um yeah so oh, we've got it you was know, everything i hoped for just under a week to go till uh, part two of the Siege of Mandalore comes out. And I cannot wait. Um, do you got anything else to add for us over there? Um,
0: Let me think. Let me see. I. I don't think we're going to see any more of. Anakin or Obi because we know what's going on with them if you want to know what's going on with Anakin or Obi go pop in Revenge of the Sith that's a fair point uh of course
1: I had predicted a couple episodes ago that we wouldn't see them again at all and here we go with uh we got a we got an episode so
0: uh right
1: potentially we
0: may get something else but it wouldn't surprise me if we didn't Right, I just can't see it working out in a way unless they go, but they're not. They can't go post Revenge of the Sith because if they go post Revenge of the Sith, we're talking he's fallen and he they. So there's no contact with Anakin. Maybe there con- can be contact with Obi Wan somehow. Well, I mean, they can um, do whatever they want, really, right? But we're <laughs> so definitely that's, that's not. No, we can't
1: put limits on them. They can do whatever they want. Um, the most
0: we're gonna, I, but the most we're gonna see between Ahsoka and Anakin at this point in time is a call. We're not gonna see them actually meeting. Um, unless I, what I wonder in
1: between? Hold on, hold on, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, mm-hmm. hold on, hold on. Let me interrupt. What okay. I wonder yeah. is if we will get a scene of Ahsoka sensing Anakin's fall
0: and dis- and misunderstanding it for his death. Possibly. Because she doesn't know he fell. Remember, in Rebels, it's, she discovers that Vader is Anakin in Rebels. Well, so, she, yeah,
1: she doesn't know that Anakin and Vader are the same person. That doesn't necessarily pre- preclude the possibility of her sensing that something terrible happened to Anakin.
0: Absolutely, and, his, and he always has described Vader as... Killing Anakin... Even... Even... Vader... Described it that way... Um... Obi-Wan described it that way... Vader described it that way... So... Especially with the... The idea that... They both kind of... Explain... Anakin's passing... In the same way... I'm wondering if... Both... Obi-Wan... And... Ahsoka didn't... At some point in time... Have some kind of interaction... Either that's in I don't know. Anyway, that's stretching, but no, I can't think of a huge amount other than I am so excited to to see what's coming next because this is really the first time since season 7 started that I felt we got what I have been hoping for for the whole season. I do get the first 8 episodes and at least the setup that we have seen now with Ahsoka's story. So now we're also gonna see kind of a setup, like or a play out, say of maybe the Ahsoka Mall thing. But now we're also gonna see the Bad Batch, and how the Bad Batch plays into all this. Because I really there there was a reason why Echo and the Bad Batch. And Rex were so prominent in those first four episodes. And there's those first four episodes, again, were what launched the season. So to think that they would just be that, well, I mean, you'd get four episodes and then nothing more of them. We've talked about them and we both expect to see them back. So I can't wait to see how they use them.
1: Well, I hope we see them. I really do hope we see them. Uh, I just I want them I would I hope that they I hope that they take a storytelling risk you know we're gonna we're gonna throw a punch here or we're gonna throw a Hail Mary we're gonna do whatever analogy you want to attach to it I'm hoping that they're like, or
0: anything yeah
1: yeah I'm hoping they're like let's do something unexpected with the story let's let's try something with the story and just see how it lands um, which is why I'm hoping that maybe there is a little bit more Anakin and Ahsoka interplay. And I'm hoping that there is more Bad Batch um, showing. Maybe they show up and help help Rex and Ahsoka get off of Mandalore after Order 66. I wouldn't even mind a you know? punch
0: in the face like the Bad Batch going bad. Like, I Or want, maybe, I mean, maybe the Bad Batch... A punch in the face Batch, would be good. Maybe... A, we want the, a punch in the face. But maybe the...
1: The punch in the face is the Bad Batch being like, "Okay, uh you guys go ahead and escape. We're gonna hold them off as long as we can, and then maybe they, you know, they die. They sacrifice their lives so Ahsoka and Rex can get away. Maybe that's the gut punch." I'd
0: agree. I' um, I'm not not gonna say that wouldn't be a good fucking punch in the face, dude. Because that would be a that would be more than a punch. That'd be like a kick in the nuts. Well, it would and be I'm, a kick in the I nuts, love but it's it.
1: also the kind of heroic death that if you have to get rid of those characters, it's the kind of, it's the kind of heroism that they deserve. You know, everybody agreed. Everybody out there recognizes and appreciates the heroic sacrifice. You know, whether it's whether it's the 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 Texans at the Alamo or the Spartans at Thermopylae. You know, the heroic last stand of a few against many is always one of those. Awesome, inspirational stories. And, you know, if if you had to take a story risk and say, hey, we created these characters, people seem to like them, but we have to kill them or we want to kill them. How do we kill Rogue them? One. Send them off as heroes. Rogue One is a dirty dozen. Perfect examples. All sorts of examples. The heroic sacrifice. We've seen
0: parallels before, so it wouldn't be necessarily a bad one. But, again, even to see them turn bad and become uh find out that the entire time both clones and droids were programmed not to be able to hit Anakin period like they just couldn't do it and then to find out and then to have this one specific legion that comes behind like even a badass behind him that's like they all become these super like I'm fine with that I just I like yours better. I would prefer the just, gut punch in the face like that. and I, let them you've, go out. You have been
1: rooting for the Bad Batch to go evil from the beginning. I <sighs> just don't see it happening. Call uh, me Mark Hamill with evil Luke. I just I don't see it happening. We have we already have plenty of good guys going evil. What we don't have a lot of is good guys staying good, staying good because most of the good guys get
0: killed the clone well, or the clones. They all listen to, they follow orders. That's their, that's right. you know,
1: I mean the, the clones say, I'm not saying that the clones are necessarily evil, but they're under the control of evil individuals. Um, Absolutely. You know, and all they're doing to them is following orders. This is our programming. This is what we are meant to do. We, this is uh, something that was laid down in our genetic code or whatever, when this or command is given to us, we follow it. you know no no animosity, no anger, no hate, no nothing to give it away. just blank professionalism. We're soldiers. we we are given orders, we follow them, we execute the orders perfectly. Uh,
0: the Rex has grown beyond that though but that's and, the, the other part and I that's have
1: to say that the bad batch probably was beyond it from the beginning because they are a quote unquote bad batch.
0: I, you know, in some ways I agree because the loyalty that they show to bad, bad, to bad batchers, that's, I mean, look how they have that derogatory reg.
1: Yeah. Yeah. uh, Like it's a pejorative. They have a pejorative for non mutated clones. They're regs. Uh, They're regular clones. We're something different. We're something
0: special. So, yeah, I I definitely would say they have that. You're right. Yeah, so I would
1: say if we are going to get a, a bad batch appearance, it will probably be just them showing up to rescue Ahsoka and Rex, and then if they want to gut punch us with some with some hard hitting feels, maybe we see the Bad Batch sacrifice themselves for the for the greater good of, of Rex and Ahsoka escaping.
0: Yep. Oh, which dude. I mean honestly Whatever would, to me would fit
1: their personalities.
0: I agree. I agree. Whatever we're in store for, I am so absolutely fucking... I'm strapped in for it, dude. This is going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, me too. And of course, all of this is conjecture and theory. None of this shit might happen. We might never see him again. So only way to find out is to tune in for the next three Fridays and three Fridays only. We will have brand new Clone Wars episodes and then they will be gone forever and I have not heard of a new animated series that is on the way to kind of fill the shoes nope Um, only live action only live action but I'm I'm hoping they have another project in the works Uh, you know and maybe it was some maybe there was some stuff that they had set to announce at either D23 or San Diego Comic-Con Comic-Con was just cancelled for the year
0: uh yeah right that was so
1: i don't i haven't heard the fate of d23 although i think i heard star wars celebration is tentatively still happening but it's also at risk of being canceled um so maybe some of these announcements that we're waiting for were primed for those and then depending on the fates of those conventions maybe we'll get them in another form um most likely through social media obviously um, I'm just I am not even know when something.
0: Disneyland and Disney World are set to reopen. So you know nobody, it's knows. Like, this nobody is, knows. Nobody this knows. This is their this is their bread and butter right here. This is what they're going. Oh for. well, These I mean they they, they have
1: enjoyment. a you know they have a couple bucks in the savings account that they're living off of. They'll be okay.
0: I'm sure. I'm just saying that it's like if you can't do that and that's what you have built for so many years, it's like okay, well, it would be a fool's thing for any business at this point in time, especially entertainment, to look at it and say, all right, well, fuck, we can't have our amusement park anymore. We can't entertain people anymore. Fuck, sayonara, guys, we're out. It, it's just, just, it. all it means is a time to find ways to reinvest in a new structure. And anybody that's willing to do that is going to succeed in, in the current environment and then beyond that, too. You know? Well, you know, I mean, it's...
1: A theory that Kevin Smith has kind of floated on some of his podcast episodes is that you know maybe some of these Disney slash Marvel slash Star Wars projects that are slated for theatrical or whatever releases um, get thrown out as digital purchases, you know, with a you know with a twenty or twenty five dollar price tag attached to them, and that you know maybe maybe Disney starts pumping some of their content out that way to generate some revenue. Uh, cause people are, I'm seeing are a huge star- amount
0: of movies launched that way.
1: Move. A lot of movies are being launched that way. Yeah. So, um,
0: can't go out to the theater. I'm, I'm seeing them on my TV. Like what the new trolls one is out there for like 20 bucks. Uh, fuck the
1: trolls. I- fuck the trolls
0: my kids i got no kids. no Fuck no you. i have okay. a kid
1: i have a kid too and he has watched the first one and therefore i have been forced to listen to the first one and i'm here to tell you that i have a list I see a <laughs> colors don't you do this shit you motherfucker to... i have a list i have a list of who i think are drone? the most evil characters in existence <laughs> And Princess Poppy is number one. Do you want to know why? Because that bitch almost causes the extinction of her entire race because she wants to throw a party. Fuck you. Number two. Number two is Ramsay Bolton from Game of Thrones. So if you know anything about Ramsay Fair fucking game. Bolton, you know what a shit heel he was. And I hate Princess Poppy more than I hate Ramsay Bolton. So fuck that, it. fuck that little annoying bitch.
0: Fuck her. Wild hair, and you can't put clothes on trolls. I don't know what that Look, has to do with any of that. Clothes. Just fuck them,
1: fuck them all, <laughs> all Our the fucking speedy. trolls, all the fucking trolls, dude. and the fucking Bergens too. They can all go rotten fucking hell.
0: Right, and now, dude, number number two, I I've seen it, and it it boasts to be my kid oh god dude that that fucking show and then the tv the netflix show anyway star wars Just get yeah, away no. from fucking trolls yeah fuck the, the point
1: trolls. is that fuck the trolls fuck princess poppy the, the justin, timberlake, right. justin timberlake you're all right justin timberlake you're cool
0: i dude i love to fucking smoke a bowl with jt i don't I know that would he love, smokes. i would love, bowl, love to write tan- yeah dude he does oh yeah he does dude's a pothead i love oh, it dude
1: everybody's a pothead it doesn't make him special Everybody's yeah. Well, a fucking okay. Everybody but, but me. I apparently. He
0: gave me the the great idea that we're going to do one day. You know what that is? The tandem idea. We're 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 doing that someday when we can afford it. If you guys fund us, okay? Maybe we should we should start a GoFundMe. Anyway, if you guys fund us for a year, I swear to God, I will take Buddy out anywhere, and we will post these YouTube videos, Facebook videos, whatever. We will do it live, and. We'll, we're gonna do tandem buddy rides because I heard on specifically a bicycle. from yes from because I heard from JT and J, uh, Jimmy Fallon that the best way to experience anything is on tandem so we're gonna put that theory to a test someday if you guys fund us I swear to God we will do it all right well stop stop begging everywhere these, stop begging these people for money <laughs> but- I can't help it okay i, I want to ride tandem with you
1: well then maybe we should make a t-shirt we should make a buddy and guy t-shirt and see if somebody would buy it um amen all right cool so anyway so that's we gave you we gave you a pretty good episode here i think we're at a an hour and 53 minutes right now holy crap yeah we gave you almost a double doser here
0: you're uh, welcome but it was needed. told you it was going to be good, guys. And it
1: was warranted, and it was definitely deserved. And uh, strap in for more of the same next week uh, when we get to part two of the Siege of Mandalore. Uh, check us out on our social media on Facebook at the Broom Boys and on, uh, and on Twitter, Twitter at Broom underscore Boys. Broom underscore Boys. Uh, please follow. Give us a like. Give us a shout out. And... Uh, yeah, if you want to do a guest shot on the podcast with us, hit us up on Twitter and we will uh, we will arrange it. Uh, the other so is that
0: yeah. uh, I would like to say is if you guys Wow, fuck, it's gone. All you, right well, you said so the Twitter thing, you said that thing and I got all excited about you doing hit that a, again. And so you hit a, a pothole. I hit a pothole.
1: Okay, well, so on that note, I am buddy. I'm Guy. And we have spoken.